Iron is another one of those nutrients that you have to be careful about. In fact, iron can be very dangerous. Probably one of the first things we're taught uh, in medical school is how children can overdose on iron by eating too many gummy vitamins or um, chewable vitamins thinking that they're candy. Howdy! <laughs> Welcome back I guess. to Cersei Health Pod. Uh, today is episode number 25. Yeah, oh. that's right, half a century. No, that's a quarter of a century. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're not here to give you math help, (laughs) thankfully. What I was going to say is it's our 25th silver anniversary. So in celebration of that, we have invited you into our humble new abode, hence the video. If you're listening to us... Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, You're still invited. You just can't Uh, see what we're doing. They can see it on the website. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So silver anniversary, not half a century, a quarter of a century for those math nerds or really anyone over second grade out there. This is our 25th episode. Um, So today we are doing a continuation of our last podcast, uh, Mm. which was talking about boosting kids immunity as we go into kids and our own and your immunity as we go into the winter months whether it's winter in the Western and Northern Hemisphere where it's colder winter than here. (laughs) Or happily, if you're here and winter means it's like 27 degrees Celsius, which is much better. But it is, it comes, you know, it's less humid. Um, There's more virus. So the viruses are a little happier. Uh, Respiratory viruses, Mm -hmm. ones that live uh, in your lungs and your sinuses uh, and and respiratory bacteria too. So... Throat, yes. So we're trying to help uh, prevent that from happening altogether, or if it does happen, to ameliorate the symptoms, make them less frequent and less uh, prolonged, I guess. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I'd like to remind our listeners and viewers um, that uh, the previous episode was on purely based on food. So we had a bunch of food. I think we, we talked about a dozen, a baker's dozen, actually, 13 mm-hmm. food Is that items. a bonus? Um, that can help your kid uh, build immunity. And of course, when it's a kid, uh, adults can also avail of that facility. Right? Fancy today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk more about um, specific yeah. vitamins and minerals that you can get ideally through food itself. But uh, if that's not possible or is difficult, you can get through supplements. Mm-hmm. And then also just some lifestyle modifications or improvements um, that will help your kids and you to uh, become healthier and uh, hopefully fight off those nasty bugs. So where should we start? Um, oh, you want to give your um, prequel before this or, or uh, your, your little spiel? Yeah, my little spiel. Um, we introduced ourselves in case you've forgotten now that we're 25 episodes old. Um, <laughs> I'm Dr. Jenny Prabhu. I am a dual board certified uh, physician, both in uh, the U.S. and in India, uh, in both pediatrics, the study of kids, and internal medicine, the study of adults and uh, various ailments that go along with that, like diabetes, high blood pressure, heart problems, etc. And I'm Ajay Prabhu. Uh, I studied pathology, uh, incidentally, from the same medical school that uh, Dr. Jenny went to school. Um, few years before her, 
Uh, and uh, But I studied pathology from a research standpoint, so I really specialized in understanding what makes a disease um, and what causes it and what what are the natural ways to, you know, bring the, those diseases back out of your life. So that's what I studied. So, um, yeah. Okay. And then uh, just to remind you that our goal in these podcasts and videos is to educate you and empower you and hopefully um, teach you how to prevent and or cure yourself naturally um, through limited or no medication and just to improve your health overall. So just want to uh, fill your brain with more knowledge, hopefully interesting and entertaining. <laughs> entertaining, definitely. Interesting, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, where do you want to begin now with supplements? Do you want to just talk about the supplements and then talk about where you can find those supplements naturally? Would that be a good way to do it or do you want to sure. do it the other way? Okay. okay. Why not? Okay, so um, yeah, I guess let's start with the, um, like the supplements, vitamins, minerals part uh, since it is somewhat of a transition from the food that we talked mm-hmm. about in the last uh, two parts of the last episode. So just in general, before we get into the specific um, topics that we'll go over, just want to say that generally, like we say for every podcast pretty much, is you want to eat, you and your kids should eat more fruits and vegetables. What do fruits and vegetables contain? Phytonutrients. Phyto means plant, nutrients means nutrients. So um, phytonutrients have been shown in multiple studies, as I'm sure Ajoy can tell you. So, um, so yeah, so just in general, phytonutrients um, help the body fight off those attackers that we've been talking about so far. So uh, in general, and I'll, we'll talk more specifically in a minute, but in general, they increase the number of white blood cells, which are one of your body's big defense mechanisms against uh, bacteria and viruses and, and fungi also. Um, but they also specifically, these phytonutrients specifically increase uh, the release of interferon, which is your first attack against viruses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always have to double check my basic science with this guy because sometimes I forget that. Medical school was quite a while ago now. So I'm just checking with my scientist on the side. So yeah, so uh, interferon is a good thing. Um, in fact, if you've heard about interferon gamma, that's given to uh, people that basically have no immune system. Uh, it's given to them through an injection. And that's, you know, so basically that's the, one of the biggest parts of the immune system. Very important. Now that I've rambled enough about it, phytonutrients are great. And we're going to get more into the specifics now. <laughs> so, uh, so let's first talk about, um, I think as we alluded to in part one, uh, sorry, in the previous podcast, one of the... Uh, vitamins that was really brought to the front lines during COVID. Everyone kept talking about it is vitamin D. And vitamin D as well as vitamin A. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 Yes. 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 Um, (laughs) Are both very important for the body's immune system. Um, I think a lot more research is being done on them both, particularly vitamin D now after and during COVID. So now, uh, how can we get vitamin D? How can you get vitamin D mm-hmm. into your children, especially if you or your family is more towards a plant-based diet? I think a lot of people think of vitamin D only in like milk and cheese uh, and dairy products. Um, but as we mentioned in the previous podcast, you can certainly get them from lots of plant-based sources, um, including uh, tofu, soy, or, and other so- forms of soy, green veggies, 
beans and legumes, those just to name a few. So um, don't worry about vitamin D uh, from your food. And as we'll say again and again today on this podcast, we prefer that you get your vitamins from food, but for extra supplements during, um, during an actual illness or in anticipation of your kid going back to school after mm-hmm. the holidays or joining daycare for the first time or traveling, you might want to boost them with a little vitamin D. That being said, where can they get this? Right, and I'm about to say that uh-huh. I just did actually. No, you didn't. Oh, say you mean supplements? Yeah, yes, yes. So yeah. I'm about to get to that, but I, yeah, yeah. I also like to preface all of this by saying, um, and I think I mentioned this in the previous podcast, certain vitamins need to be monitored by a doctor. You can't just go all willy nilly with certain vitamins. These are the fat soluble vitamins: vitamins A, D, mm-hmm. E, and K. Um, or ADEC, as we remember in medical school. So um, too much vitamin, fat-soluble vitamins causes multiple problems, including liver problems. Obviously, you don't want to go there. So um, yes, you can give your kids the minimum recommended vitamin D, which I'll talk about in a second. But anything beyond that, please check with your doctor first. He or she can check the vitamin D levels and see uh, how much your child might need. As a matter of fact, one of the disclaimers we forgot to tell our viewers and listeners is Always, whatever we are telling you, don't take it as gospel truth. The, please don't do, quote-unquote, your own research. Best is to talk to a professional, just like you take a car to an auto mechanic. Uh, ask your doctor about it, and he or she will guide you. Yeah, um, you can do your own research, but please confirm it with a yes, doctor. Yes, okay, you can do your own research, but, you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Dr. Google is not the best uh, reliable <laughs> source. <laughs> right. um, speaking of vitamin A and D... Did you know that there was... Before you go into your story, can I just tell them the doses of vitamin D? Yes, yes. Because I know everyone must be chomping in the bit. These are how much vitamin D you can give as a supplement. So um, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and I think probably most pediatricians around the world recommend uh, babies that are only breastfed um, should get vitamin D in two separate two possible ways. One is to give the baby directly 400 international units of vitamin D, and that's usually in a liquid. So you can mix it with the breast milk, mix it in the bottle, whatever. Or mom can take 4,000 international units of vitamin D per day orally, and that goes into the breast milk. I say this is important for breastfed babies because um, formula-fed babies have vitamin D supplemented in the formula itself. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily have to worry about that. So that's infants. 400 international units per day. For bigger babies and children and even adolescents, it's uh, the minimum is 600 international units of vitamin D per day. Um, and you can, because it's international units all over the world, should be the same dosing, so it shouldn't be too difficult to find, whether it's in tablet form or liquid form or uh, our personal favorite is the little melt-away uh, film you can put on the tongue. Um, We have learned the hard way, and this has been confirmed by our dental friends, that gummies can actually, those vitamin gummies, even though kids and adults love them, can actually cause dental caries or cavities. So um, if you do give those to your kids, just make sure they brush their teeth right afterwards, and then it should be okay. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 that's that's, that's a good thing. Um, But also, even though she explained you the dosages, Please don't try to dose it, dose yourself or your child, especially child. Well, I mean, so these doses yeah. are okay. Oh, okay. You can give so, these as standard dose for any kid. It's fine. So unless, happens, okay, I will say if you have, if your child has a liver condition or some kind of metabolic condition, mm-hmm. yes, 
always check with your doctor. But if you have a healthy kid, it's okay to give them this amount. Anything okay. above and beyond this should be so what checked about by your doctor. If they want to do it weekly or something like that, then they should check with the doctor because the numbers then are check, different. Yes, because then the numbers okay. are different. But um, for daily use, this is the amount. So just to re- reiterate, daily use uh, vitamin D is fine. Uh, In 400 I use for yeah. infants, 600, 600 I use for kids. Yeah, because if, if the minute you go to weekly, what happens is that the dosage is quite a bit and you want to make sure that your liver can handle it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, now going back to my, I, I promise you I'm not going to be, I'm not going to tell a story. Uh, this time I'm not, I really am not. <laughs> I'm just going to simply explain something, which is vitamin A and D in recent times have been like shown to be more and more like the central drivers of our immune system. Um, And um, by that, what I mean is like immune system really consists of a bunch of cells that go in and they're like actual killer cells that that roam around in your body. Natural killer cells. Not not necessarily natural. They can be taught also. So there are... I thought you were... Okay, sorry. No, there are natural killer cells and then there are are other cells that can be taught to kill. Okay, so... um, uh, as far as vitamin D as well as A is concerned, there was a um, study done in 2008 that actually, you know, looked at it from a very broad perspective and said, what is it that vitamin A and D, what is so magical about it? They found that there is, they have put their fingers in every little pie of the immune system. So vitamin A and D help you, The first of all, you know, as soon as something attacks, they first activate the, the cell saying, okay, guys, get ready. So they, they do that. Then they, they tell the, the thymus, for example, to produce cells that, that will go in and attack, okay? Say, okay, multiples of these cells need to be produced. Vitamin D and A are involved in that also. Then they up and down regulate. What, what that means by, when I, when I say up and down regulate, what I mean is that they, of course, you probably know, obviously you know what that means, but um, <laughs> what that means is that when infection has, has gone to a crescendo and now you don't need so many uh, of these cells or so many of these antibodies, vitamin A and D, actually pull them back. They have, they, they, they regulate that also down. So, so the down regulate. The numbers. Yeah, they, they, they down regulate the numbers also. So they are, they play a very critical role in the entire immune system, uh, you know, immune function. So pay close attention to what, what did she say? Sweet potatoes? Actually, I didn't say, I, I was going to say, say oh, no. Oh, I, okay. So I, first... <laughs> We did. We did, we're doing well today on our 25th anniversary. We did. Um, I, I spoke about the supplement dosages. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just to remind you from our previous podcast, uh, which foods you can find mm-hmm. vitamin D and A in. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find it in uh, green leafy vegetables, of course, like spinach, kale, methi, um, bhaji, lal bhaji, mm-hmm. which is red, but it's also leafy. Anyway, mm. um, you can find it in anything that is orange, beta carotene, vitamin A go hand in hand because that's the, the name for <laughs> vitamin A. So carrots, mm. orange, sweet potatoes, turnip. I can't think. Uh, I can't I, think I, of any I, other I orange a couple of them, but fruits yeah, and vegetables. Ones, yeah, um, and uh, vitamin D is also found in beans and legumes. In fact, you know, did I say that earlier? I may have, but just to refresh your memory. Yeah. Uh, beans and legumes pretty much have everything. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, greens, beans and legumes, and orange-colored fruits uh, and veggies. I, I know that we 
we give a lot of importance to vitamin A and B and therefore we spent probably like 10 minutes of our time already on this. I think we should hurry up and, and talk about the rest of them. Yeah, just because I think people always think about some of the other ones that we'll talk about in just a bit, but you forget that vitamin D and A, which go together, are important for Very immunity. Important, yeah. People think about it for strong bones, which it is, mm -hmm. but also for immunity mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. So important, um, mm -hmm. That's true. you know, not just during COVID times, but also mm -hmm. uh, now yeah. well, in, in respiratory season. True, true. So okay. um, he, speaking of elements and minerals that people think of when uh, they think of boosting the immune system is zinc. I think zinc has been known to help with immunity for decades now, if not longer. Mm -hmm. um, and again, during COVID, a lot of people are taking zinc supplements, uh, you know, various sources were talking about different dosages and everything. So um, what's appropriate for kids? Um, I'll get to food examples just to recap in a little bit. But um, for kids, an important thing to know about zinc, which unfortunately Joy has firsthand uh, knowledge of, is too much zinc can cause uh, really bad gastrointestinal irritation, nausea, oh, yeah. vomiting, diarrhea, pretty significant pain mm -hmm. that happened when we were bombarding ourselves with zinc at the beginning of COVID. So never give a zinc supplement on an empty stomach. And, and just try to keep to the amount that we recommend. Um, again, always checking with your doctor. There are upper limits. I'm not going to go over those because I just want you to keep to the minimum. Um, so for um, babies up to six months, it's two milligrams. I always say, though, if you're going to give any kind of supplement to your infant, meaning below six months, please check with your doctor, even if it's the minimal, the minimum um, daily requirement. Uh, I, I just think any baby six months or under needs careful supervision with anything other than uh, breast milk or formula you're giving. For babies and toddlers up to age three, it's three milligrams, which is relatively easy to remember. And remember, this is once a day. Um, up to age five is five milligrams, also easy to remember. Um, and then up to age 11, for boys is 11 milligrams, for girls is nine milligrams. Um, so girls need a slightly less than boys mm -hmm. due to differences in uh, their immune-producing cells and that sort of thing. Um, relatively easy to find zinc supplements. A lot of times they're combined in a multivitamin, um, or in other like immune producing vitamins. Uh, but again, if you can get it from your food, of course we recommend doing that. So, um, mushrooms are a huge source of zinc. You'd be surprised how many kids actually love mushrooms. Both of our kids will eat a giant bowl of mushrooms. If you make it not just plain you know, boring, like uncooked mushrooms, you can make them Chinese or Asian style, you can make them Thai style, uh, you can put them in soup, you can grind them up and make them like a meat in tacos, so many things you can do with mushrooms. So don't forget the humble mushroom. And then also, my favorite food group legumes and beans also yeah. have a ton of zinc, mm -hmm. as do green vegetables. So um, those are some of the main sources of zinc from your diet. Have you wondered what, how does zinc help? I have, and I forgot to say how zinc helps. How does it? I didn't need to do that. Sorry, I was so excited about the I, dosages of supplements. Yeah, go ahead. Would you like to talk about? Them? Uh, why don't you? Okay, okay. I know you're just chomping no, no, at the bit. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, it's please. Okay, you, you know all this stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Um, so zinc primarily helps in two ways. One is it actually helps uh, keep our uh, uh, there's a barrier to any bacteria or viruses entering our body. And zinc helps maintain that strong barrier. It's like a physically strong barrier um, before you know for, for them to be able to enter our, our uh, body or our tissues. 
That's one. The second is what is that barrier? The epithelial. So there is a there is the a skin. Okay, well, yes, you could call it skin, but the same skin skin Mucosa. is is inside our mouth, yeah. inside our nostril. Skin our, is all this stuff you can see on the outside, and then mucosa is the lining of your digestive tract. Yeah, so, so your nostrils, your mouth, and, and then everything inside from yeah. your esophagus on down. Yeah. Technically, the it's the same type of cell. Um, okay, they're called epithelial cells, the same type of cells. And zinc actually helps them like kind of basically form a nice little barrier. And it also prevents, so it not, not only tightens the barrier, but also in case something attacks and, and does gain entry, it helps in repelling that entry. So those are two primary ways in which uh, zinc can physically help um, keep everything out. And it also works on your favorite organ, the thymus, directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It directly works on the thymus yeah. To help produce, produce more, more T cells, more, more T -cells yeah. and antibodies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so okay. yeah, zinc is very powerful for the immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to go to the next one? Sure. Why not? Okay. Go for it. So, so uh, number three mm. is maybe another. It's a commonly known um, item <laughs> or or um, element, I guess, but not as well known that it's actually good for the immune system. Is iron? So everyone knows, or a lot of most people probably know that iron is important for making sure you don't become anemic, to make sure your red blood cells are healthy. Um, but iron also directly helps the immune system in multiple ways. One of them is a function of them helping red blood cells. Healthy red blood cells mean oxygen can get to all parts of your body and keep those parts of the body healthy, whether it's your lungs or your nasal tissues or your skin. Um, so having healthy red blood cells is super important, and iron is an integral part of that. Um, and then iron also helps in um, kind of in a similar way in muscle metabolism. So uh, make sure your muscles are breathing healthily and making sure it's converting all the the uh, necessary nutrients to other nutrients, et cetera, et cetera. So iron keeps you strong and keeps your oxygen flowing and, again, helps your immunity. So where can you get iron? Mm -hmm. For more detail, please refer to our previous podcast, but... Um, Specifically, you can find iron in, again, legumes and beans, woohoo, um, particularly soybeans, particularly tofu, um, you, has a ton of iron. Again, back to our lean, lean greafy, green leafy vegetables. Uh, remember Popeye that I talked about earlier? Please introduce your children to Popeye, the, the non-smoking Popeye, please. <laughs> Side note, we'll get to this in lifestyle, but secondhand smoke is super detrimental to your children's immune systems, especially by way of their lung mucosa. You so digress. no smoking, but I digress. So no smoking pictures of Popeye. All right. <laughs> um, iron also can be obtained through supplements. Um, iron is another one of those nutrients that you have to be careful about. In fact, iron can be very dangerous. Uh, probably one of the first things we're taught uh, in medical school is how children can overdose on iron by eating too many gummy vitamins or um, chewable vitamins, thinking that they're candy. Uh, too much iron can be deadly. Um, in fact, it's probably one of the leading causes of, uh, if not the leading cause, maybe you need to check me on that, mm. of uh, childhood death from overdose is iron, I believe, mm. or Tylenol, paracetamol. It's one of those two. But either way, always, always, always keep the vitamins and supplements far away from your kids. Even when you think they're old enough, you know, decision-making centers not developed as much as we think. 
we see that in our children, even our, in our God love and almost 10 year old, sometimes we notice this. So if you think they're old enough, they're probably not. You distribute the vitamins and supplements. Don't let them uh, be in charge because if one tastes delicious, then 20 go down and mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. bad. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, anyway, iron, um, we don't recommend extra iron really at any point because it could potentially be dangerous unless your child has been diagnosed with iron deficiency anemia or if they're losing so, iron so through... no supplementation for uh, no extra unless, supplement unless of, a physician has said right. So, right unless yes uh, a daily multivitamin has a small amount of iron and that's fine mm -hmm. but please don't give us an iron only supplement yeah. even in respiratory virus season mm -hmm. unless you have sorry check with your doctor first just to make sure, because we really want to be careful about iron overdose. But speaking of careful, I you, think sorry, one more thing: you can't overdose from foods with iron. So don't worry about that. I'm talking about overdose from supplements. Supplements, yeah. Supplements only. Uh, speaking of uh, being careful with iron, we have to be careful about time. I think we've spent enough time. Imagine on, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some so, things don't change. So, We're just trying to remind you uh, yeah, on our I, 25th I really anniversary. To do all the supplements in one shot. If wishes were horses. I know. Beggars would ride. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. He just likes saying all these <laughs> euphemisms. Okay. That's uh, crashed. But anyway. Oh. Um, so hopefully uh, we've given you a good idea about at least three of the, of the, the six or eight. Made it through a whole three. Yeah, yeah, we'll continue three. on in part yeah. two. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Let's just do that. Let's just continue okay. on part two. Right. Will do. Yeah. See you uh, soon. Bye for now. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can you think about one thing or an idea that you can start to introduce into your own life that will help make your life healthier and less stressful? If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to share the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, your health is literally in your own hands. Making lifestyle changes is not an easy task, but we promise you will be aptly rewarded with a long, healthy, and disease-free life. 